Hey, hey, welcome to episode 12 of Ever Present with Sherry Beckerson. Thanks for joining me today. I must say today's episode has been one of the harder ones for me to formulate. Last week I talked about ways that we can really honor and take responsibility for our impact here on earth and taking responsibility is going to be a continued theme for today. Last week it was about taking up Rachel's challenge and planting seeds of compassion, kindness, and laughter. And with the world that we find ourselves in today, I think we need this more than anything. We are in just such a time, aren't we? Such a surreal time, for the lack of a better word. I remember talking in my very first episode called Choosing Faith Over Fear, so 12 weeks ago now. I talked about how responsible we are as individuals and collectively as a whole for how we choose to respond to this pandemic, how we are role models for our younger generation and how to respond to crisis. And you know what? There is another pandemic that we are all very responsible for. And how we choose to respond and move forward at this specific time matters most. George Floyd died from this other pandemic. This pandemic that has overstayed its welcome in our world and in our hearts for far too long. The pandemic of racism and discrimination. That is what killed George Floyd. This brutality in his murder has really shaken me. What world do we live in where a man of authority who took a vow to serve and protect is allowed to place his knee on the back of another man's neck who is visibly detained, unarmed, a non-threat, and clearly in distress and despair for air? For eight minutes and 46 seconds with not one person stopping him or intervening. What kind of world do we live in? That's the question I've been asking myself. If the video of his death does not make your skin skin crawl or your inside scream or just move your heart then I would say you need to check your pulse but more importantly I think Floyd's murder highlights the desperate need for each of us to check our hearts this is a heart problem this problem is not all-inclusive to one social system or institution or ethnic group this doesn't mean all police officers are evil Just like not all white people are racist, or all black people are criminals, or all Asian people are good at math, or all old people can't drive, or all Muslims are terrorists, or all women are emotional, and the list goes on. Man, when I think about the ways we label and judge and generalize and stereotype groups of people, the prejudice we put on people, and why? Because we're all different? What if that's the point? We have spent centuries finding ways to divide and conquer, using our differences as a form of power, used as a source of division. But what if our differences were actually meant to unite us? This problem highlights the lack of value we have for one another as human beings, because that is first and foremost what we all are, human. They say in order to find unity amongst groups of people, you must first find common ground. Well, how about the fact that we are all human? It can't get any more common than that. We all bleed red. And today I just want to talk about three ways where I feel we need to take responsibility and remember this simple but vital fact. We are all human. We need to one, rethink, two, reconnect, and three, reimagine. One, rethink. I've seen this meme going around social media by Leslie Dwight. It says, what if 2020 isn't canceled? What if it's exactly what we've been waiting for? A year so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, and so raw that it forces us to grow. That it screams so loud that it awakens us from our ignorant slumber. 
the year we finally accept the need for change, declare change, work for change, become the change, the year we finally come together instead of pushing each other further apart. 2020 isn't canceled, but rather the most important year of them all. I strongly believe 2020 is no mistake. And you know what they say about 2020 vision. I believe this is exactly what this time is for, to rethink and reset our vision. The meme says 2020 screams so loud that it awakens us from our ignorant slumber. Floyd's death is now part of this scream. This scream needs to awaken us from our ignorant slumber. And you know, my first response as my blood boiled and my heart broke as I watched the video of Floyd's death was, how is this still happening in 2020? And what I know now and didn't know in that moment, which was just last Friday that I watched this, is that this response is actually part of the problem. This is the ignorant slumber so many of us live in, and I am guilty of it. I'm a Caucasian female and have not experienced the systemic oppression, limitations of our systems and institutions, or the racial slurs that many of our brothers and sisters of color and other ethnic groups experience. Therefore, I've lived the comfort of what is called white privilege, wearing my invisible backpack of unearned assets. And I saw this video this week, actually, of Janet Elliott. She's an anti-racism activist, and she asked a room full of white people, if you as a white person would be happy to be treated the way this society treats black people, please stand up. And not one person stood up. So she said, so this means you know what is happening, and you know you don't want it for yourself. So why are you so willing to allow it and accept it for others? And it's a pretty powerful message. And we know racism is so much more than just individual prejudice. It's systematic and has historic antecedents that can make us feel hopeless for real change at times. And I do not think this is a time where we as white people need to apologize for being white either. That's not the answer. But I do think it's a time where every single one of us, no matter what, needs to check our hearts and really ask ourselves, what is in my heart about black people? And how did it get there? We need to get to the bottom, the root cause of any biases and prejudice, any dark spots in our heart. These dark spots work at dividing us as a human race. It keeps us from uniting and seeing each other as equals. And we know systemic oppression is deeply rooted generationally. This is why it's so important that we self-reflect and ask ourselves honestly, what is in my heart about black people? The fortunate thing about systemic oppression is that it is a social construct. It is something that has been learned and handed down, which means it can be unlearned because anything learned can be unlearned. For any lifestyle change or meaningful change to really happen, we must first become aware of our subconscious belief systems. Do you know that our brains operate at 95% subconscious and 5% conscious? So this means we operate 95% of the time out of habit, doing things we do not really need conscious thought for. So think about your brain like a computer. Your computer stores programs, and they say your programs are formed between the age of zero to seven years old in those most formative years. So if we are not aware, then we could be carrying unconscious biases, unconscious programs that have been passed down to us. 
So what belief systems have you been handed that you did not decide for yourself? Just like any computer, without regular updates and reprogramming, the programs become outdated, old, and no longer relevant or helpful. This is the same for our brains and our belief systems that we adopt. These subconscious biases need to be interrupted. We must undo them by recognizing the inequitable patterns, the beliefs or programs you may have that lead towards division rather than unity. And we can't change what we aren't aware of. We need to first get honest with ourselves. Our programs can become harmful when not challenged or examined just like a virus to a computer. That's what racism is, a virus, an old belief system passed down generationally. And I believe it is up to us, our generation, to truly begin reprogramming, rethinking um, our belief systems. The historical events rooted in systems of oppression like slavery and colonialism and indigenous experiences and so many more. These outdated programs have laid the foundation to what we continue to see today. And you know, we have this way of thinking if we can't see it or it doesn't affect us, then it's not happening or it's not my problem. But that is a lie. This is why it's so important that we become aware of our subconscious belief systems. This is how generational cycles and subconscious biases are created and continued. We have a responsibility individually and collectively to have the tough conversations to support and validate and acknowledge the lived experience and the ways of life for our black brothers and sisters. So what are you passing along to the next generation? And this leads me to number two, to reconnect. Barack Obama said, change will not come if we wait for some other person or some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the change that we seek. The Bible says you were born for such a time as this. Just like this was being told to Esther, I think this is paramount for our lives right now. It means you can make a difference where God has placed you. We are the ones we've been waiting for, like Obama says. We've been created for this time, this specific time in history, and how we respond to this specific time determines whether we continue to push each other further apart or unite and finally come together. Unity is defined as a state of being united or joined as a whole, oneness. This oneness, this common ground, is that simple fact that we are all human. But we have had centuries of systems and institutions, these social constructs all seeking power, which aim to divide and conquer. I think it shows how broken and sick our human heart really, really is. How power, money, greed, and selfish ambition are all at the root of the why behind such inequity. And Jeremiah 17, 9 says, Who can understand the human heart? There is nothing else so deceitful. It is too sick to be healed. We live in a broken, fallen world full of sin. And I think it's in these times that we are forced to choose. 
And I heard a quote the other day that I absolutely loved, and Maria Casgrove, she said, they say there are winners and losers in life, but I don't believe that. I don't think there's such thing as winners and losers. There's only choosers. And it's how you decide to choose that determines your attitude and your character. And do not get me wrong, black people cannot and do not choose the systems, the generations of oppression and the police brutality that they experience. But we all can choose how to respond. And collectively, I hope the response continues to get even louder. That the scream wakes us up from our white privilege and our ignorant slumber. And that we stand united, seeing, hearing, and empathizing with all of our brothers and sisters of color. That we no longer live in denial or ignorance. Injustice to anyone is injustice to all of us. And if we're ever really going to come together as a people, we need to all understand this. Wrong is wrong and right is right. And there's no excuse and no way to justify what happened to George Floyd and the many others. And these are just recently people who have been victims of this brutality and discrimination. This is built on centuries of brutality. Knowing this can lead us to despair though to feeling hopeless that the system is just too big and change is just too far out of sight, that we are too small and can't do anything. But this is also not the answer. Both of these mindsets, living in denial and living in despair, do not help find solutions to this problem. And our responsibility is so much bigger than ourselves. We need to ask ourselves, what role model do I want to be? What program and belief system am I passing on? You know, over 2,000 people are protesting peacefully in Minneapolis at 38th and Chicago. They choose to continue to the peaceful protest, saying they're there to serve justice for injustice, saying justice means community, and that loving each other no matter what background and what race is the goal. One lady said, what we saw was inhumane, and we need to show humanity. And I just respect that so much. We can't return evil for evil. Violence is just not the answer. And I think it's clear Trump needs a lesson in this area. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Martin Luther King Jr., He knew this all too well, and I believe reconnecting, unifying, and coming together as a community, showing our oneness, letting God really soften our hearts is what will drive this darkness out of our hearts. And number three, reimagine. So the Bible tells us that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. This passage is saying that the truth about a person lies within their heart. It is warning that a person's actions are not always their true heart, that Who a person really is, is determined by what's in their heart. And it's from the overflow of our hearts that our mouth speaks. We're always projecting our own hearts onto others. That's why they say hurting people hurt people, because we're always projecting what is inside of us. And confident, happy, self-aware people do not go out of their way to judge and discriminate and bring other people down. How a person treats you is a reflection of who they are not a reflection of who you are. Um, My church believes that this is a Kairos moment in time with COVID-19 happening and everything. And the word Kairos is Greek for opportunity or fitting time. 
When the people of Israel were confronted with Jesus' life-changing message, the gospel, they had an opportunity, or a kairos, and a responsibility to respond appropriately. And I think this is exactly what we are facing right now. This is a Kairos moment in time, and we have an opportunity and responsibility to respond appropriately. We must reimagine our world and what we want to leave for the next generation. What programs are being downloaded and passed on to your children? The ripple effect, as we can see, can be beautiful when passing on compassion and kindness, but can be devastating and deadly when passing down racism and discrimination. Let's not waste this opportunity that we have right now to respond appropriately. The Bible says when we repent for our sins and believe that he gives us a new heart. He replaces our stony, stubborn hearts with a responsive heart of flesh. When it's 2020 and we have yet to stop brutality like this, when a black man can be murdered on a busy street in the wake of day while people watch and the authority causes it, this is a heart issue. This is beyond us. So I pray for the hearts of the people of our countries. I pray people really rethink and become aware of their own belief systems, outdated programs, and reprogram them. That we reconnect with the basic truth, common ground, and oneness that we are all human. And that we reimagine what the wise late Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. imagined and spoke on August 28, 1963, as he delivered his I Have a Dream speech from the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. I leave you today with some of the best quotes from this speech, that I believe this speech has stood the test of time to encourage every single one of us today on what's right. It says, I say to you today, my friends, that in spite of the difficulties and frustrations of the moment, I still have a dream. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed, that all men are created equal. Let us not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom by drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred. Now is the time to make justice a reality for all of God's children. Now is the time to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. We refuse to believe that the bank of justice is bankrupt. In the process of gaining our rightful place, we must not be guilty of wrongful deeds. When we allow freedom to ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jewish, Jews and Gentiles, Protestant and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Now, we have come a long way since 1963. But we have a long way still left to go. And this time right now highlights this. No matter what color we are, we all play a part and all have a responsibility to respond appropriately to this moment in time. COVID-19 has given us so much time to reflect and we get to decide. What are we bringing forward with us and what are we leaving behind? I challenge you to check your mindsets and leave behind any outdated belief systems and confront any programs passed down that you may not have grown up that you may have grown up believing that come against you unity. 
I believe our differences are meant to unite us. And it's Kairos moments like this where we have an opportunity and responsibility to respond in a way that will better pave the road to embracing and celebrating these differences. Stacy Flowers, she's a beautiful black woman who's a motivational speaker and I follow her on Instagram and she said the way we can all help is by not letting this be something we just do for a week, like some diet we're trying, but by making this a lifestyle change. A true heart change is what is needed here. So let's unite and see our common ground, which is the simple but vital fact that we are all human and we all bleed the same color. Alrighty, my friends. Thank you so much. That's the end of episode 12 of Ever Present. I love you. I believe in you and I believe in us. Let's have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to episode 12 of Ever Present today. Hope you found it valuable. And if you did, please don't hesitate to share. Remember, we are all one. We are all human. Let's get out there and love on each other this week. Have a good one.